What's up, guys? <clears throat> Welcome to the Life Finance In Between podcast. I'm Eddie Thomas. You already knew that. So let's get into it. It's earnings season again, as it is after every quarter. And <clears throat> I've spoken about it in the past. I think there's a lot of overreactions that come from earnings seasons. If you don't know what earnings season is, it's uh, quarter after quarter where companies pretty much come on and they say if they beat their expectations for this past quarter, if they did well or if they didn't. And the market reacts pretty strongly one way or the other. If they did well and beat their expectations or if they did not. If they did well, stock goes up. If they did not, stock goes down. And I've said it in the past podcast that I think doing quarter after quarter is sometimes unfair to companies because it's like imagine judging your life on three three to four month increments and if you didn't do as well as you want to in the three to four months you're getting punished for it um and but if you did the flip side of that is if you did well then you're not but the reason i don't believe it's super fair is because i don't think it's a good enough sample size to really judge companies as harshly as people do off of earnings you don't really let them have the ability to let them create and take chances and risks that they can in their business and see if ideas really pan out before you're judging them on those kind of decisions and when you're dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars and tens of millions of dollars and billions to trillions it's takes a little bit of time for a company to make a move excuse me or decision and see it really pan out and judging them every three months isn't exactly let that happen at i don't know a, a rate i would prefer if i'm on these earning calls but a company that i've talked about in the past Actually, specifically, remember going through on a podcast talking about them after their last earnings call or one of the last earnings calls and getting punished was Netflix. So last time, I think their stock fell off a cliff about 20% because of what they forecasted to be slowing growth in their user category. I mean, new users coming on wasn't going to be as quickly as it used to be, not as many per quarter. And obviously, every company comes to a point where the growth's pretty much maxed out and Netflix has come to that point where they've kind of exhausted the users that they've had within different markets, especially domestically here in the U.S. And they just released earnings yesterday. <clears throat> Cannot clear my throat right now. Sorry. <clears throat> but they just released earnings yesterday that uh, shows that their forecast of selling growth might have been a little too generous for themselves. So they're down... 30 to 35 percent today after they reached their earnings and their earnings showed them losing 200,000 plus subscribers domestically here in the u.s and forecasting of losing another 2 million going into the next quarter potentially um not exactly what you want to see if you're netflix or a shareholder uh again last time i talked about them probably getting treated unfairly I don't know if this is an unfair correction or not as far as Netflix is concerned, being down 30% roughly on a day just because you lost some users. But it doesn't bode well for them, does it? It really does not. And when they were asked pretty much why is that happening, um, it was noted by them that 
uh, let me see here, that they blamed competition and then rampant password sharing for its shrinkage in users. Two things that take take me along on that, that route there and my reaction to those. Competition has always been coming. It is ne- it, but never once, I think, did Netflix sit down and say, we're never going to have any competition, especially when the likes of Disney got into the, the playground here and Apple and Amazon. Google has YouTube. The streaming services, and I'll have a video that breaks this down. There's so many of them. There's so much content out there. Netflix had to see this coming, and I think they had. They were trying to make some changes and, and have more original content come out, which is why we saw subscription prices rise, which might have been a reason some people got rid of the platform. And they they try to spend a ton of money on content, like I said, and they've tried to get into gaming slowly. So the idea that competition is just now impacting them isn't true. It's just the first time they've seen themselves really get punished by competition. And I'm not sure where they're going to go from here as far as competition is concerned because Netflix only has their streaming service to give them revenue. Disney has everything else that they have to give them revenue between the parks, between the... Uh, movies they produce, those studios they've bought, their partnerships with ESPN. Apple has all of our laptops, our phones, their um, watches, their AirPods, the revenue that's brought in from those kind of products and their services like Apple News and Apple Music to put into their streaming when their streaming isn't making as much money. Amazon obviously has the entire world on two-day delivery and they can funnel that money into they're streaming google has youtube like these other companies have so many streaming so- revenue sources to push into their streaming services to make them better to produce better content have bigger named actors and in turn win in the long run and i think we're starting to see those dominoes fall right now um i'll, I'll even myself i watch apple tv and um Hulu, which is a Disney product, probably a bit more than I'm watching Netflix right now. Like I, I can just, I could, if I got rid of my Netflix charge and lost the, didn't spend the $15 a month for what Netflix gives me, probably wouldn't be a big loss, honestly. Um, I could find the substitutes and the other streaming platforms. And I think a lot of people are finally realizing that. And I think Netflix is now seeing that with losing 200,000 subscribers in last quarter and forecasting losing another 2 million in the current quarter, quarter two. And the other reason they gave for losing these these users is rampant password sharing. And I know I understand on there and they want to crack down on that. I don't understand how they do. And also, you have family sharing plans. Of course, people are going to share accounts. There's just no way around that. And, and it's not just them that gets hit by that. People share their passwords with every single streaming service. And I haven't listened to the other earnings calls yet to see if they noted the same thing, meaning like Apple and Disney and Amazon, if they're noting the same um, issues with password sharing. But it's it's one of those things where it's going to happen. You just have to be able to come around that, in my opinion. And they, uh, I guess they estimated roughly 100 million non-paying households use shared passwords. That's going to happen when you have a service that it's very hard to monitor who's using what password and when and where that's going to happen. And it's going to happen across the board. So by no means is Netflix the only one that's impacted by this, even though they're seemingly acting or potentially acting like they are 
and blaming that for a loss in subscribers. No, the bigger loss in subscribers to them is the idea that other streaming platforms are coming in and just eating their lunch and taking their lunch money because they have more money to put into it. They have more money put into it. And Netflix tried to raise their subscription prices in the past year, and clearly it didn't really bode well. Maybe they have more capital to make more content. It just takes too much time to make content. It's too expensive, and people aren't going to wait that long when they have so many other options. So, are they oversold today being down 30-35%? Maybe. I don't know. That's all personal opinion. I'm really not sure. I can make an argument for why they are oversold. I can make an argument why they're not oversold. But I do know they need to make some changes regardless. They need to make some changes. Especially when they're expecting further losses. Especially when more competition is coming into the space, not less. People are going to continue to share passwords. What are they going to do? What's their alternative? They had mentioned that they might start a lower price tier with ad support. So that would pretty much give them more money um, in the long run as companies pay to get in front of Netflix's audience when Netflix has for the longest time said they're not going to put ads on their platform. Not that they're adamantly against it. It's just not something they wanted to do. So now they're opening that door to a lower priced tier supported by ads. And I'll be honest. If that came out tomorrow, I'd be signed up tomorrow. I I think that I don't I'm okay with sitting through a couple ads if I'm saving five six dollars a month. The thirty seconds I'm going to watch an ad is is worth the five dollars that I'm going to pay per month. Maybe that changes with how many ads they have, but I think that'd be a big gain for them. Depends where they price it though. Also, their next moves they probably sh- they could potentially look into potentially acquiring a company like a like a Paramount Plus kind of deal, where it's a smaller streaming service. With I know Paramount Plus is owned the CBS, but um, they pretty much needing this meaning they need to acquire a smaller service or one without as many users to bring more into their umbrella of Netflix and get more content readily available. We just saw Amazon do this when they bought MGM for $8.5 billion. These companies know that making their own content is very, very difficult, very capital expensive, and also a very long, long process. And you'll lose eyeballs by the time your content is made. So if you can, and Disney this wonderfully, if you can cast your net wide enough and have enough people making content under your umbrella and putting it on your platform, you're going to be just fine, which is why Disney has Disney Plus, which is why they have Hulu, which is why they have ESPN and ESPN Plus all under one umbrella, and then they make the movies and everything else. It's just content from a bunch of different sources, a bunch of different ways. Netflix doesn't have that. You have your Netflix originals, and you have the shows that they have contracts to put on their platform, but more often than not, you see those shows go back to their own platforms, like when The Office went back to Peacock Plus, and there's other shows as well that you're just not going to be able to hold forever if you're Netflix, so you need to make your own too expensive and too time-consuming to make your own, so you need to acquire. The other option is potentially they look into more of the video game streaming space. Like we see YouTube Gaming and Twitch, where Google, who owns YouTube, and Amazon, who owns Twitch, have a, millions of eyeballs per day watching other people play video games. And I know some of you may be listening, maybe listening and think, why would anybody ever do that? Well, a lot of people do that. And the streamers make a ton of money, a ton of money. 
through those platforms. So Netflix potentially looks into that going forward. I, I don't know if that would be something they're open to, but it would definitely be consistent, new, fresh content that they can put on the platform and be the hub for that. It's a potential look into that. I know they're trying to get into gaming and they have some some games. Like, Do you guys remember that Trivia Quest game, I think it's called? Uh, it was like an app on the iPhone that was like big for like three and a half months. And you'd like answer questions back and forth against your friends and whoever got the most trophies, whoever got the six trophies first won the game. Well, they now have that on Netflix. I saw, I didn't play it, but if that's their, if that's their step into video games, I'm not very bullish on that step. It looks boring and just not really innovative at all. looks like something that somebody already did and already ran its course and you're trying to repackage it. It's just not going to work. So they need to make a new step into that. And if that's video game streaming, it's video game streaming. But I'll be curious to see what they do there. But overall, I mean, I know I talked a lot about Netflix. And I'll have a couple other videos come out as earnings come out as well. I'm just curious to see how moving into quarter two, three, and four for companies like Netflix and Apple and a bunch of other companies as well. To see how they manage and mitigate the pressures that inflation's putting on them as a business and us as consumers right now. Um, I'm curious to see how they paint those in their earnings reports, uh, what their forecast looks like, and if they're able to be able to kind of navigate these waters until we see inflation come down a bit. Um, I don't think for right now, inflation's changed too, too much of how we're acting as consumers, but I'll, we we are going to see as 2022 goes on if over time it's going to start changing how we act as consumers so we'll see i'll be curious i know netflix might be hitting that wall right now and we'll see what netflix looks like going forward um i'll have a deep dive into streaming services at some point i'm definitely going to keep talking about the earnings calls that are coming out but i just saw netflix down 35 percent today and had to talk about it and, and had to give my little recap on it so there won't be a a uh, youtube side of this one today uh typically when i get the camera out it turns into more of a production and more of a lengthy editing process and i wanted this to be pretty quick so it'll just be an audio version podcast only so thanks for listening today guys i'll be back soon with some more content as always stay happy stay healthy and i'll catch you on the next one securities offered through securities america inc member finra slash SIPC advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Inc. Wealth Management Services and Securities America are separate entities. The opinions and forecasts expressed are those of the author and may not actually come to pass. This information is subject to change at any time based on market and other conditions and should not be construed as a recommendation of any specific security or investment plan. Past performance does not guarantee future results.